Hey everybody, this is Rob from DC Primetime and the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods, and I'm here to tell you about a couple friends of ours, and that's the fine folks over at BoardGameBento.com. Now, if you're not familiar with who they are, they offer a great loot box experience for you monthly, and what they do is each month, Board Game Bento comes with a theme surprise selection of tabletop games and accessories. The best part, each box comes with at least $80 worth of games, and it's mailed right to your door. Take advantage of a special offer that we're putting on right now for from the fine folks at Next Level and Board Game Bento by using the offer code Next Level, all one word, at checkout over at BoardGameBento.com. There's never been a better time to start building your board game collection. Warning The following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Primers, into this issue 68 of the DC Primetime Podcast from the Showcast Spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network. I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crew cast of pods, I am Rob Martin. And this is going to be our San Diego Comic-Con edition of the DC Primetime Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of things that came out of the of uh, San Diego Comic-Con in the world of DC, from movies to uh, animated to the television shows, everything that we could scrape up, we're going to talk a little bit about. There might even be some stuff we miss, who knows. Uh, yeah, uh, bear in mind, we are recording this Saturday night, which is very unusual for us. It's very rare for us to ever record this late to begin with or this early to begin with. So, well, I, but I think it's good because a, a lot of this stuff is fresh in our heads now. Um, yes, you know, yeah, like uh, officially the, the Warner Brothers DC stuff, as far as the TV shows has just wrapped up in the last 30 minutes. Um, that is when we started seeing like, the last major video that needed to go online, which was the Arrow season six video, as far as the uh, as far as the tiny little bit of stuff that they've shot in the last, like I think, what three weeks of production, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're looking at maybe out of all these shows that showed us a little bit of advanced, um, you're looking at maybe the first one to maybe three episodes of the season, and that's it. Right. Uh, you know, cause these guys are still fresh in the production of the season. So you're not going to see a lot as far as, um, as far as reveal of the season. Mm-hmm. So, but it's enough. I mean, you get to see how these shows are going to be starting off. And I can tell you right now, uh, the one that interests me the most out of all four of the shows that we watch, um, that is really, I think has a strong, Man, it, it, I think it's really changing the tone of the show and the way it starts is Supergirl. Yeah, um, that was out of all the videos for the, the, the main four. I mean, like I said, they, they did show a little bit more of Black Lightning. Um, granted, it's hard to state because I think that original sizzle reel that we got a little while back uh, was our best look at it still. Um, but out of all these shows, 
yeah, Supergirl looks like it's uh, taking a major major turn. Um, it looks a like I said, much darker is the best way I can put it. Uh, but you know, how about this? But instead of diving into the DC stuff, I know there's a couple things you wanted to talk about. I know there's a big one that you and me together oh, want yeah. to talk about. So do we want to just get that stuff out of the way now? Let's get that stuff out of the way because, honestly, <laughs> out of all these things to discuss, there's only one thing I really want to talk about. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's – I mean, obviously, we do break away from the DC from time to time. We're pop culture junkies. We're, we focus on DC for this, but we – we're fans of everything. So, um, there's, there's some more stuff. I think as we're talking, there's more stuff coming out of the Marvel camp. As of right now, the only things we've really seen is the Thor Ragnarok trailer that, uh, which is the newest trailer. We already know the movie's coming out. Uh, and the other piece of news I saw come out of Marvel is that Michelle Pfeiffer is joining the cast of Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, she's going to be playing, um, Michael Douglas's wife who yes, disappeared and, in the first um... movie. And I think the only other piece that we've uh, found out now, too, is when the Captain Marvel movie comes out, we did find out officially that the big bads are going to be the scrolls uh, for that flick. I think that only came out in the last, like, maybe 45 minutes uh, as of this recording as well. So. Oh, we did see the Defenders trailer come out of Marvel this weekend, too, mm-hmm. uh, with a little tease to Punisher in the trailer yeah, as yeah. well. Uh, but yeah, a couple things I know I want to mention real quick. Um, we got to see, and I, I'm just going to make these really quick. I'm not going to go into too much detail with the exception of maybe two, one of which we both want to talk about. And I know that we actually have some listeners who already posted on our page and like, please talk about this. We're like, okay, uh, trust me, it's going to happen. Um, I was very excited. We got, um, uh, we got the Blight trailer, uh, which is the Netflix original movie starring Will Smith, which looks really good, surprisingly. Uh, we got some more material coming out of Star Trek Discovery. We got Kingsman Golden Circle full trailer. Finally, I love the first movie so much. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, which really didn't show us a lot. Uh, Game of Thrones season one, one minute trailer, which really only had one big reveal in it. So nothing too spectacular. Walking Dead season eight trailer, which, oh my God, I can't wait. Uh, we got some, a little bit of footage out of Westworld season two, which looks pretty cool. Uh, but the two I want to focus on. I'm sure there's well, others. Well, hold on. There's one one thing we didn't say because you did bring up Kingsman Golden Circle. The most important thing wasn't the trailer, but it was the animated short that was starring Eggsy meeting Archer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Which I forgot about that. One of my favorite things to come out of Comic-Con already this year. I mean, it's pretty common that you see Archer. Like, there was a great video, I think, last year, which was the Immortan Joe video. Um, you know, uh, or actually, maybe that was going two years back now, but... uh yeah, it was, uh, that was, that just had me smiling from ear to ear, man. That was such a great little short. I love Archer so much. Like, that's, I, I that's the show that really, I didn't know what to expect. And then we, we had, um, Lucky Yates, who plays, uh, Dr. Krieger, uh, on the showcast spotlight. And, uh, I just binge watched it because I wanted to know what I was talking about. And I fell in love with the show so much. So, yeah. So seeing that, that card, that animated short with him and Eggsy was great. Uh, and H. John Benjamin is so great at, at, as far as Archer goes. Um, uh, but yeah, but the two I want to talk about real quick, one of them, I, I don't know if you've even seen the first season, but we got the first trailer uh, for Stranger Things Season 2. Which... I, I, I very, very much hate to admit it still. And I know there's going to be so many people out there, especially some of our listeners, and I know probably one of the biggest ones out there is probably Paul. Um, I, I love... 80s pop culture and 80s horror and 80s sci-fi. I still I hate to admit it. 
not finished watching Dude, season I'm, one of Stranger Things. I don't and know. I really hate to admit that. I don't know how you can't have not finished. Like I, I binge shows. I've never binged a full season of one show in one sitting until Stranger Things. Right, I, about this? I watched them Monday. all back to back. Monday, I, I will watch the whole thing. You need to. I will, um, I will, I promise this Monday I will watch the whole thing. I still need to finish Gotham. I will watch Stranger Things first because I have so many people up my ass sideways <laughs> giving me crap. They're like, how love you of all people? The man who loves Goonies above like almost every other movie that exists on the face of the planet, if not more than that, Monster Squad. So, uh, yeah, I need to get off my ass and, and finally finish. I watched the first like three or four episodes, but it's been so long ago, like when it first came out. I just need to go back and start it from the beginning and just power through. I, I loved what I watched of it. I just need to get back to it. Yeah. Um, I know one of the things we love about trailers is like the music they use in the background. And we'll talk a little bit about that in the next thing we're going to talk about. Oh, um, but so you know, excited to like, talk about it. Like voiceover stuff and things like that. I will say the Stranger Things season two trailer had me when the background to the trailer was Vincent Price from the Thriller video. Oh, that's awesome. I, I haven't watched the video yet. I will wait because I didn't want to watch it because I knew this is on my list of shit I need to play catch up on. Like why I didn't watch the Defenders trailer because I still need to watch Iron Fist. and I still need to finish season one of Daredevil and watch season two of Daredevil. I've watched Luke Cage, watched Jessica Jones, loved both of them. I just need to get caught up. I, oh. I've been so behind in so much crap. It's insane. Oh, I still need to watch Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but I still watch the Defenders trailer. You can still watch it. It doesn't reveal anything of the seasons. Okay. Um, even with Daredevil. I mean, it doesn't really. Eh, no, actually, there might be some Daredevil spoilers in it. Um, okay. I'll, so, I'll, I'll get caught up. I, I, I will get caught up. Yeah, I would um, at least finish season two of Daredevil, um, or season one of Daredevil and season two, uh, before you watch the trailer for Defenders. Cause there, there I think there is a little bit of spoiler from season Daredevil season two. You know what gets in the way of watching shows like that? Other shows? This show. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stranger Things season two, um, I, I'm so looking forward to as far as October goes. And I know Paul said it too, cause Paul and I were messaging back and forth. I posted the Stranger Things trailer on my own personal Facebook page. Uh, and Paul commented on it and he said, you know what? As much as I love the DC TV shows, this is what I'm waiting for most in October. So, but again, Stranger Things season two, I'll knock it out in a day and go right back to everything else. So yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the other non-DC oh, show. Can I please bring this up? Because I have been <laughs> such a big, huge proponent of this this book for years now. I have probably gotten about 15 or 20 people that don't even usually even pick up a book to read anything. And if they haven't read it, they listen to the audiobook. One of my favorite, actually my favorite sci-fi book of all time is Ready Player One. Yes. Uh, and it has been for many, many years. I have read that book cover to cover at least 15 to 20 times. I've listened to the audiobook at least five to 10 times. Uh, and if you haven't checked it out, it's narrated by Will Wheaton, which is even better because you find out very early on in that book from the main protagonist by the name of Wade Watts uh, that Will Wheaton is the president of uh, of the U.S. at this time. <laughs> I've, so, I've read the book twice. Um, I own the audiobook. I have not yet listened to it. Uh, but I can tell you right now, after seeing the trailer, I've got that itch to reread it. I am actually going to probably have it playing tonight when I try to go to sleep. Um, 
I have been so nervous about this movie, uh, <laughs> and I've been so concerned and worried about this because I'm like, they're going to butcher my favorite book. Uh, I, I feel like my wife, when she's like, oh my god, they're finally adapting something I love so much, and she's usually let down, and uh, I, I was really, really concerned. Um, this trailer has got me damn excited, and uh, Steven Spielberg looks like he's going to knock this out of the park, and I think he even said... He's not made a film this difficult in his life since Jaws, where he said he knows so many eyes are on him to get this right. Plus, he's playing homage to his peers by doing this movie. So he's like, if I fuck this up or do something wrong, I I know everybody is going to be fucking livid at me. But this trailer was outstanding. It was a quick it was it was very much a teaser trailer. But man, like. The stacks, like, the moment that you see the stacks in the beginning of this trailer, which is the mobile homes stacked on top of each other, I was like, holy crap, Dude, they've it's, got it It's ex- It's exactly how I pictured it when I read the book. Yes, like, without question. Uh, and even better, as they're going and talking about the Oasis, the music that's playing in the background uh-huh. is pure imagination from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I already want the soundtrack, because I hope that song is on it. I hope and- that rendition of the song is on it. And and immediately when we transition out of that song, the only song that makes the most sense to be in this trailer, Rush, Rush, Rush. Tom Sawyer from Rush, because we all know James Halliday, the creator of the Oasis, his favorite band of all time being Rush. And the fact that they made sure that was in there. I saw people complaining. They're like, oh, why did they use Rush in this? Uh, like, you didn't, I was like, I was you like, didn't you read, didn't the, read book. the book. And people bitching and moaning. They're like. What's with the faceless, nameless cops all over this trailer? I'm like, they're not. They're IOI. It's like exactly what they should be. They're supposed to be faceless egg hunters. That was perfect. Oh, my God. And oh, wait, the Easter eggs we got out of this trailer. We got Freddy Krueger, the Iron Giant, in real, like, in CG that looks tangible. How, did you not get shivers when you saw the Iron Giant? Dude, it was it was so great. Not only that, but you brought up one that I'll let you reveal it. But I went back and rewatched the trailer again because I missed this Easter egg. And it's because it's it's so easy to miss. But when you see it, you can't unsee it. Uh, there's this great shot when Wade first goes into the, in the oasis in this where you see him go into the nightclub scene from the book. Uh, and as he walks in, there's two notable people that are really tied to our show here. Uh, and that's, by the way, of a very much silhouetted Harley Quinn and Deathstroke walking out of the club as he's walking in, which was just, ah, that was so awesome. Because, like, obviously, they're not going to get every license that is in that book to do with what they want. Yeah. But Warner Brothers can do a lot of other interesting ones and find ways to work around it. Or just allude to a greater pop culture world, and with somebody like Steven Spielberg, I think we were. List- I was listening to a uh, interview earlier today uh, with the writer um, that worked along with Ernest Klein, who's the writer of the book, to adapt this. And they said, you know what, this movie couldn't have been made if this wasn't Spielberg, because he basically went to these people and said, uh, "Give me the license to use this because I'm I need to put it in my movie." And he said, if it was anybody else, he wouldn't have got the it. Ones that are in this would never be in this at all. Yeah. So, and you know what it's you know what it's very reminiscent of to me too, as far as the the references and things like that. It's very it reminds me very much of Wreck It Ralph, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, in that Wreck It Ralph had a lot of these pop video game pop culture references, uh, you know, strewn throughout, you know, from Rampage to Pac-Man to Zangief and Street Fighter and Qbert, like all these references, uh, to these great video games that we remember. And now this movie is going to be the same way. And I know you, we were actually out to lunch earlier today and I, I couldn't, I couldn't wait because the trailer posted while we were at lunch and I, I couldn't hear it, but I watched it. Um, and the moment to me, like, I think I've mentioned this before on this podcast. Uh, anybody that knows me, I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. So seeing once again the DeLorean in action, I was a little squeal like a little girl moment. Because uh, I, I, I wanted to squeal. I can't wait. I, I think I'm more excited for this movie than any other trailer I've seen pop up at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, I actually probably could do an hour-long discussion just about that trailer alone. Um, honestly, you know, it wasn't even just that. It wasn't even the DeLorean. I love that sequence where they obviously looks like a brand new sequence in the book, but this kind of drag race almost um, that happens. And my guess that's going to be probably when they kick off the hunt uh, is is my guess, or when I when they're, everybody's going after probably the, the third key. Um, but my guess more than likely is we see this red bike that kind of everybody's like, oh, it's a light cycle from Tron. I, I w- There's a quick scene where you kind of see it, and I love that they had to change some things up. It's Kaneda's bike from Akira. How awesome is that? Yeah. And, like, instead of the normal stickers that are on the bike, there's an Atari sticker on the back end of the bike. Oh, I didn't and notice like, that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see when it skids out in front of the uh, – uh, stops in front of the screen and peels away – there's a big Atari logo on the back of the Oh, bike. guess what I'll be watching again later tonight. <laughs> the, <laughs> I've watched the trailer like 25. I've it's watched okay. it like four or five times already, and I'll be watching it again. So, uh, But I'm very, very pleased with um, how they're making that work, Like especially even just the, the look of IOI. Um, I thought that was actually a really beautiful rendition of, of what those faceless egg hunters are that are, are working for, for the company and kind of the, the cuts back and forth between the real world and that I think we're, are going to work very well. Um, yeah. I, I'm really, really excited about this. I am I'm really, I'm, really excited. I'm super excited. And it's funny too, because like we, I know we talked about it. We, we had guessed that there was a possibility of the trailer finally popping up at Comic-Con. There was rumors of it popping up at Comic-Con. Uh, but you know, being the, this being the DC podcast, we were more, we were keeping our eyes out for everything DC related and then as everything was popping up, you know, I was following, uh, you know, Entertainment Weekly's posts of like the, the Q&As with the cast that they were doing live on Facebook and, and things like that, following stuff before we went out to lunch. And then all of a sudden I got that email, Ready Player One trailer, you know, premieres, debuts at Comic-Con. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm like, oh, I completely forgot we were supposed to get that today. Nothing else matters at this point right now. Until yeah. I get to watch this. And um, I know I, I said I watched it at the table when we were out to lunch and couldn't really hear it. The first thing I did when I got home was rewatch that trailer with the sound. And uh, I've watched it four or five times since. Yeah. yeah I know. Like I said, it's my, my wife doesn't usually enjoy trailers that much. And when she saw me watch that and she was watching it, she read the book as well. And she's like, that looks exactly how I pictured it. And it's like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's just kind of amazing. And I, I'm just, I, yeah, I'm just gushing at this point. Uh, All I'm, right. I'm going to, I'm right. going to reread so, the book. So let's, let's get to DC. Let's get to the thick of things that we need to actually discuss. Actually, you know what? There's a lot of small announcements. Uh, nothing really 
massive. I mean, a couple, a couple notable ones, but I would not say as much massive as we expected, with the with the exception of maybe one or two film things. Uh, you know, there, we've got a little bit of stuff to discuss as far as some casting news for some of the shows. Uh, we got a couple quick videos. I mean, and very short. A lot of them are very, very recap heavy, with the exception of Supergirl, I would say. Uh, so where do you want to start? Do you want to knock out the, let's get the animated stuff out of the way, uh, get into the film stuff and then wrap up with TV or do you want to do TV? Cause that's kind of the later side of things. And then we'll, we'll get to the couple big movie things. I say, let's do the animated, um, and let's take it into the television since animated is kind of, uh, well, no, they're animated movies too. So it could be film. I say, let's go animated television and then film. Because uh, I think there was a little bit more that came out of the film side than there was out of the TV and, side. And even that's kind of late, too. I mean, I don't expect you guys are going to be with us too, too long tonight. But uh, I, I, where we were thinking 45 minutes for the whole thing in total. <laughs> I We've think said that actually, before. I actually think that's fairly accurate. That's well, we're already I, at 20, almost. So Yeah, but I, I really don't think more than 30, maybe 40 minutes uh, going into a lot of the stuff. Because I really don't think it's as heavy as I was even expecting it well, was like e3 yeah i mean because so. we already know there's not going to be news at the end because this is basically a news segment um yeah. and our recommendation is going to be watch the ready player one trailer come on yeah we'll just tell you that now <laughs> we'll and tell you that now later okay so let's get into the film stuff so everybody obviously knows the, the animated animated film yeah. yes the animated movies um the next film coming out of dc and warner brothers animation is the batman harley quinn stuff that looks like a nice tie to the timverse uh, and then we know following that, the next thing is going to be yet again another Batman thing, and that being Gotham by Gaslight, which is coming uh, out sometime in 2018, uh, my guess first half, uh, because we know two other things that are coming out in 2018. <laughs> which uh, I think we – didn't we talk a little bit about Gotham by Gaslight last week? Last or was, week, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last week that was announced. Uh, but the new things that we found out is coming out in spring 2018 is uh, a Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, which is uh, – officially, as they stated, Task Force X's first film set in the animated universe. Uh, we, now, we did see uh, Assault on Arkham back in 2014, but that is that is not tied to the current animated uh, animated realm that they've been doing recently. So, uh, But they did say this, uh, you know, the Hell to Pay is very much in, in tune with things like uh, Justice League of Dark. It's in that universe, that world. So... Uh, but what's very interesting is one thing we didn't expect to see coming uh, is something in late 2018, very much akin to when they did, uh, you know, Frank Miller's Dark Knight uh, in a two-parter. We're also getting another new two-parter uh, and not another Batman film. <laughs> that is uh, The Death of Superman, which uh, they said this is a two-parter where the first one is going to be Death of Superman coming out in late 2018 uh, and will be followed up in 2019 by The Reign of the Superman which I'm actually really excited about. This is a big story that got a lot of people into comic books and I, brought a lot of people to DC. So. I'm I'm ex- I'm very excited about this too because um this is I I have a lot of comic books, but a lot of the comic books that I have recently and when I say a lot, it's compared to some people, it's not a lot at all. I mean, I have maybe 3 400 comics. Um majority of them Marvel, but I do have a lot of DC now as of recent. And a lot of the comic books I owned when I was younger, I, I don't have anymore with the exception of a few. And when I say that exception, the exception is the Death of Superman, Rebirth, and Reign of Superman comic books. I still have all these comic books. And I've still, I've gone back and reread them a couple times. Actually, one time in the past five years, I've gone back and reread them. Um, cause I have them both as the comics and as the trade paperback, um, 
whatever the, the collection that you get. Uh, and I basically bought that so I can reread them and not have to co- continuously touch my comics and take them out of their, uh, take them out of their bags. Um, but I'm still a big fan of this story. I loved, you know, like, uh, you know, seeing Steel and the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman and all these things. And, and I'm very excited to actually see this animated now. And I, I really hope they do this justice. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, too, and now to remind people, there was a animated version of this sort of back in 2007 by the name of Superman Doomsday. Uh, they said this is not going to be anything like that, which is a good thing. Uh, this is uh, just a direct adaptation of those two storylines. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing this play out. So I think this is going to be a great thing. Yeah. Uh, jumping over the other animated project we have to talk about, which is obviously, if you know us, we love the Young Justice. Uh, ben is still very much behind Young Justice. <laughs> I am. I am. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I was just, uh, it's, it, it's always fun because I haven't gotten to watch, uh, um, uh, Stranger Things and, uh, you're, you're not caught up on Young Justice. So, 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 mo- so Monday you watch <laughs> Stranger Things. I'll jump back into Young Justice. There you go. All right. So, uh, we have our first look at the cast for Young Justice Outsiders. And there's a couple notable absences here, which I was very surprised about. Uh, so from uh, the images that are out there, and I'm just going to go from these characters from left to right from the poster, uh, we have Static, which is great. So Sat- uh, Static is a character everybody loves a ton, but we've got, obviously, a returning here, Kid Flash. And it's not uh, Jaden Smith. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kid Flash, and it looks like a very different Kid Flash. My guess is this is not going to be... Uh, uh, Wally West. I have a feeling this is going to be Bart Allen. Um, it's a big wait and see. Then we have Robin, which looks like it's a redesign of the Tim Drake Robin. Maybe it could be even more different than that. Maybe this could be a Damian Wayne. It's a very much a hooded Robin. So I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out. Then we're seeing again Wonder uh, Wonder Girl, who, who was in season two. Then we're seeing Spoiler, which is uh, Stephanie Brown. I'm very surprised to see her in the mix. Blue Be- Beetle coming back again. Uh, then a new character who is very mysterious. Nobody knows who this is, but a uh, character's named 13. Then we have the Arrowette, which is obviously Artemis. Uh, then Arsenal and a uh, much older looking Beast Boy. But uh, there's a couple characters I did not bring up in that. Um, very much notably from uh, Missing from Season 2, which was uh, we had Bumblebee, uh, Batgirl, who was also in Season 2. And uh, we're also missing uh, Miss Martian and Connor. So very curious to see how they fit into this, and no Aqualad as well. So uh, very, very curious, and no Nightwing. So, yeah, lots of people missing here. So, uh, like, uh, my guess is season two, um, th- there's going to be a big question as what happened to some of these characters, and I have a feeling maybe that's going to be the big question is what happened to those folks. Maybe there's a Titans team now. So very curious to see how that plays out. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, that is our news as far as animated stuff goes. Uh, so let's jump into the realm of TV and I'm going to actually turn that over to you. Okay. I was going to say, cause I, I, I don't want you to lose your voice by the end of this. <laughs> that talking. will indeed happen. Um, and I, but I mean, if I do forget things, cause you, you do take better notes than I do. So if I tend to forget anything, please, uh, jump in. Uh, you, you did already mention some stuff that came out of the Black Lightning camp. Not a lot, anything new that we, we don't already knew. Uh, we don't already know with the exception of a couple castings. I think James Remar is one, um, who is going to be joining the cast as a regular. And I think you said he's going to be like a father figure to, um, Jefferson. Yeah. He's, yeah. uh, he apparently he's, uh, he's the father figure mentor and he's going to be Taylor. So I would assume James Remar is going to be the one making Jefferson's new suit. 
Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Damon Gupton, I believe, uh, who was from La La Land, who is, uh, I believe, he's playing uh, the lead cop uh, in the city. So. Um, yeah, so, I mean, nothing a lot new coming out of the, the Black Lightning camp. Uh, I did watch the Entertainment Weekly live stream of their Q&A. They, they move them all off site. They put them on like a yacht in, uh, in the water outside of San Diego and they do it out there too. And I can tell you, I watched all of them. I watched Black Lightning, Legends, Flash, um, Arrow, and I actually I didn't watch Supergirl. Uh, but I can tell you right now, The Flashes was the best because it was, uh, pretty much taken over by Tom Cavanaugh. So, uh, they're, and they're on Facebook too. You can see them on Facebook. Uh, but moving on to the next show, we'll go into, uh, we'll mention Gotham real quick, uh, in passing. Not a lot that came out of Gotham. I don't think there's been any new casting news, but we did get a trailer come out of the Gotham camp of season four. Six minutes long, five minutes and 15 seconds of it. Actually, if not more, was recap of the last season. Which um, feels like I can just, we can just do the annual now. <laughs> so. You, I mean, it, cause it was, I mean, there wasn't a lot. Um, a, a majority of that recap was the bot, was the second half of Gotham. There was a little bit that went before it. We saw, um, you know, Nigma shoot Oswald and Oswald falling into the water, uh, a couple things, but the big thing that did come out of the, of, uh, of Gotham in that last minute, uh, is we are seeing a new villain. We're, we're seeing a villain return, but in a new form in that we are getting, uh, Scarecrow return. Like a full on Scarecrow too. I full mean, he on, looks. Yeah. Great. He like, looks better good... than he did in the fucking movie. I know. Yeah, he looks really good. And we're seeing a very active Bruce becoming Batman in this. And uh, I, I, I honestly, between that and the transition we're now seeing with Selena, uh, I, I'm really excited to see the route that they're going to take with this uh, th- this next season. I'm, I'm not. Really I, I'm not it. saying we're adding Gotham back into the mix, but we it, have too much. But we will still break it, it into two annuals. It, it might become. Another, it might be, it might be back into the, the cycle of shows I watch every week. And it's, and it is moving into a new night as well. Um, I forget what night. I want to say Tuesday. Uh, but I could be wrong about that. It's moving from Monday nights. And our Tuesdays are busy already. Yeah. (laughs) Uh huh. Um, got Flash and Legends back to back, man. Yes. Uh, moving on into the shows that we do. Well, I do want to mention too, uh, real quick, um, Lucifer season three, Lucifer, which is a Vertigo comic, which is an off, uh, offshoot of DC. So it is technically a DC show. I'm a fan of Lucifer. I've been watching it since season one. Uh, season three, we got a little bit of a scissor reel going into it, but the one thing that they did not show in the scissor reel, joining the cast, uh, a old Superman favorite, Tom Welling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't, I don't think we know as of yet the role he's going to be playing. I don't think um, it was mentioned yet, only that he was joining the cast. Uh, yeah, so it doesn't say yet. Just, oh, uh, Welling will play Marcus Pierce, an accomplished police lieutenant. So he's joining the LAPD. Okay. So, um, there's also been, uh, talks of somebody coming in and actually playing the character of God this season. Uh, it kind of sucked. We got God last season, but it was, uh, and it was played by Timothy Olmason who we're a big fan of from Gallivant. Uh, but it was a one-episode thing, but I think they're going to be bringing the character back permanently and recasting. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Timothy Robinson actually had a strike with it, uh, very recently, and he's yeah. still recovering. So Yeah, it kind of sucks. Well, and also the way the story played out in that one episode, it was mm-hmm. pretty much the influence of God brought into the human form, which was uh, Timothy Robinson. So it could very easily be into another human form. So they can very easily recast it without explaining anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, on to the the four shows that we watch uh we got sizzle reels well, of oh uh do, 
probably squeeze in Krypton here probably. Yes, too. yes, we can. Um, <laughs> Before we forget. Yeah, we did get a little bit of a first look from sci-fi from the uh the Krypton from the show Krypton. Um which I'm still not completely sold on as but of I yet. will say this, the show looks expensive. It does. Uh, but and which is rather surprising because uh, sci-fi puts on a lot of great shows. Uh you know, we had, you know, Warehouse 13, Eureka, uh Haven, but even when you look at those shows as great as they were, they were still relatively lower in production quality compared to some of the shows that we know now. Magi- uh, well, I mean, Christ, you look at things like The Magicians and such now, which are phenomenal shows, like really, really impressive shows. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with this. And, I mean, we did get some big mentions, so some of the things that are going to appear officially in Krypton uh, that came out today, too. I don't know if you, you saw this as well, but... I did not. Uh, some notable DC uh, things are going to be coming into play here. Uh, they officially confirmed Brainiac will have a presence in the show, as will Adam Strange, Hawkwoman, and Doomsday. So, hmm, interesting. Uh, very interesting. I was not expecting things like that in this show. So, very, very interested to see how they make this play out. But those are four notable parts of the dc universe so i'm very very curious how that'll play yeah um i mean it's 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 a dc show so obviously for the sake of the podcast i'm going to give it a chance when it debuts and it premieres um but i don't know yet i i I, this is a wait and see for me i have to watch it to see exactly what i'm gonna think i'll give it three that's that's what i do too i give any show three episodes so if after three you haven't sold me eh, it's a drop um, and I made the exception on Gotham and it kind of worked out that I did because I did continue to watch it for a little bit. Uh, now on to the four shows that we do talk about, namely being Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash and Arrow. We did get sizzle reels from all four of the shows. Again, not really showing a lot. These shows are still relatively in the beginning stages of production. They've all filmed one, two, maybe three episodes if we're lucky of these shows. So you're not really seeing overly too much come out of these sizzle reels you're getting a little bit of a recap and and um and then a little bit of a tease into next season uh the one i want to start with though is supergirl it's one we talked a little bit about and uh i want to first mention some casting news that came out of supergirl uh we did see um i think three new people um, if not more, we did, uh, we did see that, uh, Calista Flockhart is going to be playing a more regular, regular role in the show this year. I don't think she's going to be a full on season regular, but we are going to see her more this season. Uh, we did see Supergirl adding Heroes alumni Adrian Pads, uh, Pazdar. Uh, he's going to be playing, uh, a charismatic capitalist, uh, by the name of Morgan Edge. Um, uh, ruthless real estate developer who will stop at nothing to get what he wants and feels what he deserves. Uh, DC's villains, big plans for national city instantly put him in odds with Supergirl and Lena Luthor. So it looks like he's, he's going to be one of the big, big bads of the season. Yeah. Which is kind of cool to get a human big bad. Well, but then again, we don't know. He might not be human. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> he, he might not be human. Um, Carl Lumby, also joining the cast, uh, will be playing classic DC character Marin Johns, uh, the father of John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. Uh, so uh, yet another Martian going to be joining uh, his character as a pacifist religious leader on Mars uh, who pushes John in unexpected ways. Um uh, and Lumbly, this is actually the same actor that actually voiced Martian Manhunter in the Justice League animated series. Which is pretty awesome because I, it's it's such a great voice. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him uh, be a part of the show. So another uh, another welcomed addition from past DC projects. Yeah. Uh, forgive me pronunciation. I'm going to 
say it just like you usually do. Uh, Yale Grobglas, uh, from Jane the Virgin will play DC character Psy, a psychic villain who uses people's own, own, people's own mind against them. Uh, Psy's agenda puts her on Supergirl's radar and their meeting will affect the Girl of Steel in surprising ways. Uh, and lastly, we also have Emma Tremblay, uh, from, uh, the movie Elysium. Uh, she'll play Ruby, a smart and independently minded national city kid who's fascinated by Supergirl and ends up in jeopardy because of it. Uh, obviously we're also going to be seeing Odette Annabelle, who'll be playing the killer villain Rain, uh, also coming from Krypton joining the cast as well. And we do get a good little, little bit of a glimpse of her in, uh, in the trailer and she looks normal. She looks like a human being. Yeah. So far, that could change. <laughs> I, I have a feeling playing the character of Rain that is going to change. Absolutely. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about the teaser, the sizzle reel that we got for the upcoming season. Because as we had mentioned, it's the one that really stands out to us out of the four. Uh, because it's almost a little bit of a role reversal from Spider-Man. In which Peter Parker gives up the... the um, the mantle of Spider-Man by getting rid of the suit. And it looks like the way things are going to play out in the beginning, Kara's going to feel like she can never be happy due to the incidents of, um, oh my God. Hey, what the hell's his name? Um, Monel. Monel. Yeah. Uh, Monel leaving. She feels like she can't be happy. And it looks like, uh, she's going to be giving up being Kara and yeah, focus just on being Supergirl. My, my guess is this is going to be the early kickoff po- points of the season, and it could be very much attached to that Psy villain as well. I was um, thinking the same thing. That, like, her hardcore existential crisis is going to hit in the first couple episodes. She'll be a little down on herself, make a hard turn because of the villain, and then we'll see her begin to rebound. So, uh, There's a couple other things that have come out of... Um of Supergirl as well. Uh, one of the, the couple cliff notes that they show here, Supergirl has given up on Kara, which we had just mentioned. Uh, they're going to focus a little bit on where Monel has gone, uh, which is, um, you know, Chris has said, uh, the executive producer, Robert Rover has, uh, uh, has said, Chris is here and Monel will return at some point, but he is one of the central mysteries of season three. Uh, what else? Team Guardian lives, which I think is really cool. James will be suiting up as Guardian next season and playing a bigger role on Team Supergirl, uh, but also get back to his roots as well. So it looks like he's going to return to being a photographer at some point. Nice. Uh, we do see in the trailer, we do see Floriana Lima in the trailer as well. So it looks like, um, Maggie is going to be in at least the beginning of the season. So, yeah, it looks like we see a quick goodbye moment that happened that's already been shot. So uh, I don't know if that's what you th- took from it as well. Um, that, that's a nice, bright, brightly lit shot of the two of them kissing each other. And it looks like a very sad sequence, which is her saying, peace out. Uh, <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised to see that. that That's what that shot was. But uh, my guess is this is the first three episodes that they cut together that we saw clips from. So. Yeah, exactly. So uh, some good stuff. Looks like it's going to be coming out. And um, I'm looking forward to, to Supergirl returning. This teaser gives me a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on next to Legends of Tomorrow. Um, it looks like there is some new casting, but I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's anything you have in front of you on your end, Rob. Uh, uh, I don't have casting information. The only big things that did come out from things from today were three characters, but they're characters we've already all seen. Uh, but we know Arthur Darvel uh, is just going to be a recurring guest star, not a season regular. But in addition to that, though, too, huzzah, huzzah, Whitworth <laughs> Miller, also recurring guest star for the season. But what was also interesting, and we did report on this in the past, Neil McDonough is uh, a, a season regular. 
So, and they did say he is going to be a very different version of this character. So. I didn't know he was returning, and this is amazing. Yeah, so I'm very regular curious regular for this season. So. Yeah, I'm curious what they're doing with him now. But in the season, in the season reel too for the next season, there's also another cast. There's also a new crew member on, and she looks like she's some kind of supervisor. Uh, actually, no, she's part of the Time Bureau. She's part of Rip's Time Bureau. Ah. So we did find that out. I don't know who the actress is. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to track down her name. It's the new doctor. Um. <laughs> she looks like her a little bit. She does a little. Uh, but like I said, we did see in that little teaser trailer, though, uh, lots of Billy Zane is B.T. Barnum. Yes, <laughs> so. I forgot about that. But that 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 was I was quite okay with it. You could definitely tell it looked like they only had one episode in the can because it was a lot of that circus episode. So, um, I will say before we move on to the next show that this and I mentioned this to you before too. This sizzle reel had, I think, truly my favorite line out of any sizzle reel that we watched. Uh, the very end of the sizzle reel, we get uh, Ray Palmer saying, "You know, I heard the Titanic served some pretty good food," and Victor Garber, you know. Um, uh, saying, you know, I will never step foot on that boat. Whoever built that boat, whoever built that ship needs to be shot. Uh, that line, uh, made me laugh incredibly loud because if you do not know, Victor Garber actually played the role of Andrew Thomas, the shipbuilder of Titanic in the movie Titanic. So <laughs> I thought that was a nice little shot at a previous character that he's played before. That would probably be our line of the week. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. That that whenever that episode airs, that will probably be the line of. The, I, I'm telling you right now, that'll be the line of the week. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to, do we want to? Uh, they both have some good castings. Uh, at least one major character in each. Um, and the sizzle reels both were pretty good. Which one do we want to do first? Do we just want to keep going in order? Let's let's, let's do Arrow because that was very heavily. Uh, on, recap. Uh, on recap and only this tiny tiny little segment of uh, anything new that we got and mo- most of that was pretty much a black canary versus black siren fight yeah uh, and a little bit of uh william and uh, ollie together i mean there was very little it looks like we got a couple action sequences because again shows are very action centric so most likely they've been filming a lot of action sequences right now and been doing a lot of other work but they didn't have a lot to show here um the the casting though I will let you do the honors because cool. this is somebody that's near and dear to your heart. Uh, he is he is a he is one of my favorite characters from this show um, that he's formerly from uh, Arrow season six. Michael Emerson will be joining the cast uh, in an unnamed as an unnamed mystery character as of yet right now. Uh, Michael Emerson, if you do not know, played the role of Ben Linus in Lost and very and quickly now, now persons of interest. So well, I think person of interest is is wrapped. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the show is already done, but yeah, he was, he was the main reason why I, um, I jumped into person of interest for a couple of seasons was because I'm yeah, a favorite uh, character. And this is, this is not his first time, uh, stepping into the realm of, uh, DC comics. Uh, he actually voiced the Joker in, uh, the animated, uh, back uh, Batman at Dark Knight Returns, um, uh, parts one and part two. So, so very cool to see that, uh, he's, he's stepping back into the mix. Uh, all we know right now is, uh. The villain role is he's apparently playing a member of a villainous cabal of some sort. So we don't know what that is, who the character is yet. It's all still very, very quiet. Yeah. So. Uh, the only other things I see coming out of the casting news is that David Nichol, who played um, Anatoly, uh, will be also be returning for season six. Right. Um, 
so um, it'll be interesting to see how that happens because him and Oliver kind of were on rocky terms when the season ended. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. And we know that Manu Bennett is going to be returning as well yeah, as, as Deathstroke. A, as a regular, I think. Um, I think he's in the mix that way. And I think the only thing we got from uh, some of the Q&A, uh, we, we pretty much got Amel come out and say, he's, uh, you know, as far as what kind of father uh, Ollie is. And he's like, the best way I can put it is... Uh, he's a shit father, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it, it, that's what he sta- stated, quote unquote. So, but, I, uh, but- I can tell you right now too. I watched a video come out of uh, San Diego Comic Con, a little interview uh, with the cast after the panel. Uh, so not too long ago, it was maybe only like an hour ago. And the one member of the cast who was more excited than anybody uh, about Michael Emerson is Stephen Amell. He is mm-hmm. extremely excited for Michael Emerson joining the cast. So, so uh, on to the Flash. On to the Flash. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? Real quick, going back to the Arrow Sizzle Reel, um, we did see. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but it did. It did. It look like to you at a certain moment that Deathstroke has a new suit. Yeah, kind of did. It did. Okay, so it wasn't just me that kind of noticed. It was very, very quick in passing, but it did look like he might be getting a new costume uh, for right. this next season. Yeah, uh, now, as far as video-wise, uh, the only other video that was matched Supergirl as far as, hey, here's a lot of new stuff, was this one. Yes. So I go ahead and feel free to dive in on. Um, uh, yeah, going into the Flash casting, obviously, there's there's quite a bit, actually, that we've seen. Uh, Neil Sandilands, I think is how you... Uh, yes. Uh, uh, is how yeah. you pronounce it. Uh, Kim uh, Engelbrecht uh, and Machete himself... Danny Trejo has signed on to play the role of Breacher, uh, who is another bounty hunter from Earth-19, and he is the father of Gypsy. Um, Carlos Valdez did come out during the EW uh, Q&A with them, uh, and he did say that that, um, uh, his relationship with Gypsy will be taken to a new level this year, so I'm really looking forward to uh, getting some... uh, possible like intimidating the boyfriend moments yes uh between carlos <laughs> valdez and danny trejo i think that's going to be amazing yeah um as far as some of the other casting though uh neil sandalin uh i i really like him actually uh he's actually from another cw show he was in the 100 uh he played um one of the members of oh god crap i'm trying to remember he was one of the grounders uh, and he was one of the ones that was kind of like a priest uh, he did, I think his character was killed off, I want to say, in season two or season three. Really, really interesting character. Very interesting. And uh, he's actually the person playing DeVoe. So, yeah, he's uh, playing AKA Clifford DeVoe the Thinker. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kim uh, Engelbright is playing uh, the mechanic. Uh, yes. So still no casting yet as far as we know, as far as the elongated man, as far as Ralph Dibney. So uh, that's a wait and see. But uh, yeah, so the video for this one, that was... Uh, very, very much, uh, it feels like a lot of episode one. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it does. It feels like a lot of episode one, if not episode two. And it looks like the person taking the main spotlight is Iris. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like she's going to be stepping up and running the team in Barry's stead while he's gone. Uh, that has been confirmed. I actually did read a little bit more about that. And she is taking center stage. Which I think is a good move. I mean, because she kind of took the background, uh, you know, for a majority of season three uh, until the very end where she turned out to be the hero. She's the one that saved Barry's life. Yeah, um, we actually talked about this just last week when we did the animal. So, yeah, that so, was a very big thing that we we 
hit the show for. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a good move. I mean, she turned out to be an extremely strong character at the, by the end of the season. Um, and I think this is a good move uh, on the, the writer's part to put her in charge of everyone. No, uh, we didn't see any, um, in the sizzle reel. We didn't get to see any confirmation of Wally West in the red suit. Uh, we've seen pictures confirm, confirming this. So we know at some point it's going to happen. Uh, but it does look like in the sizzle reel, it, 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 by the look of it, I think they make it seem like they found a way to get Barry out of, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, of the, um, the speed force, but, uh, you know, in seeing oh, oh, somebody in the red suit running, but I think that's probably Wally. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my, my guess impression. That's Wally. And they even say, and we understand why is the villain attacking the, the city is the, the samurai. I'm not quite sure the character's name. It, it's not ringing a bell with me at the moment, but they said he wants the flash. And, uh, my guess is that's why Wally puts on the suit. Yeah. And that's, so. that's what I'm thinking as well. I will say, I don't know if this is confirming what they couldn't confirm earlier, but earlier in the day, uh, when they did the flash Q and a through entertainment weekly, uh, they asked, um, uh, Jesse L. Martin, who his favorite metahuman he has seen on the show appear. And they actually turned off the screen to the producer who was there and said, can we mention the villain in episode one? And he said, no. And that's when Jesse L. Martin turned back to the camera and said, okay, fine. The metahuman in episode one. <laughs> since they couldn't name who it was. Now, I don't know if that is the samurai and they couldn't say it because the sizzle reel hadn't yet been shown. Um, or it's somebody completely different, but whoever it is in the first episode, he's got to be pretty badass if Jesse L. Martin is saying it's his favorite metahuman so far. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, some cool stuff coming out of the sizzle reels of the show. I'm, I'm looking forward to these new seasons starting, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, October feels so long away, but I know it's not. So. Do you have a favorite? Do you have, which one are you looking forward to the most out of these four? Flash. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, honestly, Supergirl really is close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I I would love to say it would be Arrow, but we just I didn't feel like I saw enough. Uh, but but Flash, uh, I'm very excited for, and Supergirl, I'm really curious to see what they're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm. Shall we shift over to the yes. DCEU? Okay, so the last little bit that we need to discuss, and we're gonna get the one of the big things out of the way first. Uh, I didn't want to post this because I wanted to wait and see what happened at San Diego Comic Con to see if this rumor got snuffed out. You you did you did post it in the best way though. You did post it, and you say you said interesting rumor. Yes, uh, which was the best way to post it because I've seen some other media outlets post this as confirmed, confirmed fact, and and it's and not. It's been disproven. So. Ben Aff- from the horse's mouth himself, uh, Ben Affleck straight up says and dismisses the rumors of him exiting from the Batman. So if you are concerned or worried about this, this is his direct quote. He's like, let me be very clear. I am the luckiest guy in the world. Batman is the coolest fucking part in any universe. Uh, and I apologize, guys, for all the cursing in this episode. <laughs> Some of these are just direct quotes. Some of these are because, dear God, Ready Player One is the most important thing to me in the world, and I am very <laughs> happy. Uh, but he did say this. He's like, look, he's like, with Matt Reeves doing it, I would be an ape. Never mind Batman. He said, I told the uh, that he's like, you know, he's like, I'm really blown away and excited. It's great. It, this is a really great time for the DC universe. Uh, so and then Warner Brothers came out again. Toby Emmerich disputed the notion and saying, look, Ben is our Batman. We love him as Batman. And we want to keep him in the cow as long as humanly possible. Um, and obviously that it has to do with 
you got to look at Ben's age. That's a big factor in this, too. It, it, he's in amazing shape right now, but the guy's going to turn 50 this year. I mean, look at Robert Downey Jr. It's one of the reasons he's going to be bowing out from Tony Stark sooner than later. But yeah. I don't think you're going to see them push Ben out of the cow anytime soon. There's been a lot of outcry that they like him. They're going to do whatever they can to keep him happy and in that suit. Yeah, I, I mean, I it, question that. it's one of the things that I've said before, too. Like, I've been a big critic of the DCEU from the beginning. And when I first saw the rumor, I said, I was like, you know what? I'm like, if this if there is truth to this and Ben and they're kind of pushing Ben out, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the DCEU. Uh, one of the reason I even gave any praise to Batman v Superman was because of Ben. And I mean, and, and obviously Gal Gadot because of Wonder Woman. I thought she was fantastic as Wonder Woman. But, and I've been a huge, um, proponent of Ben since they announced his casting. I've said from the beginning, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast. I think I have even when it was announced that Ben was playing Batman. I had said that is amazing casting. And I was in the minority at that time. There was a lot of people who said like, no, Ben ruined Daredevil. Like he's, you know, it's yeah, not good I, casting. You and me were in. <laughs> I so. was in from the start. And I, I yeah. said, it's, I'm like, have you seen some of the shit he's done recently, you know, with the town and gone? Like, he has upped his game. He can do this. He's going to pull it off. And since Batman v Superman and even some of the stuff we've seen come out of the Justice League so far, I, I, he, I will say this myself. I've heard a number of people, myself included, say he is the best on screen Batman we have had so far. And I, I would be so pissed if that changed, if they pushed him out to put somebody else in that cow. Now, you did mention earlier at lunch today a way it would possibly work. Um, you know, because it, we did, you said Ben's approaching 50 years old and it was known from the beginning with Batman v Superman that this version of Batman is a veteran hero he's been around the block he's done it we've seen the old robin suit you know in the bat cave we've gotten mention of the penguin in the re most recent justice tra league trailer that released today um he is an older version of this character so the way and i'll let you tell it if you want to yeah um, i i think the, the 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 way that they could do this if they want to do it i would probably wait till the second justice league film have him die at the hands of dark side something like that dick grayson takes over the mantle we know they're making a Nightwing film at uh, some way and at some point, and I would not be surprised to see Dick Grayson be a key component in this background movie. Uh, that is a great place for him to appear first. Um, I would not be surprised to see that happen. And if they did want to move on from him, uh, Dick Grayson is a Batman that a lot of people really loved. Um, there's no reason they couldn't go that route, and I would be behind it. Uh, but I think we've got quite a few films still with... Uh, with Ben under the cow. Yeah, so. if they pushed him out after Justice League, which was the original rumor, it would have really pissed me off. It, yeah. it royally would have pissed me off. And I probably, for once and for all, would have been done with the DCEU. No matter yeah. how great Wonder Woman was, I, I would have been done with it. I wouldn't have even given any movie a shot. So, But thankfully, Ben has squashed that rumor, um, and uh, we can move on from it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, moving into some other things as far as Batman's concerned, let's just get a couple of them out of the way because they're just small stories. Uh, Mark Bombach, uh, who helped write War uh, for the Planet of the Apes, uh, is going to assist in penning the script with Matt Reeves. So this is not a bad thing at all, um, especially with uh, how well War for Planet of the Apes is doing. And a lot of people are saying the movie is quite fantastic. So 
very happy to hear. Uh, but he, I think he uh, also helped write um, the other two Apes films as well. And they are excellent movies. So not a problem one bit in my mind. And then we did get a little bit from Jeff Johns as far as the Bat family of films is concerned because everybody's like, well, that's a lot of things to be planning in the future. And he said, look, you know, I'll just read this verbatim for you guys. It's like we've, uh, we haven't gone out there and said what our slate is, and that's because we do it when we're ready and we have the films that we're excited about. He's like, but for Batman, I will say that it's the Batman is more than just Batman. And, you know, it's been way too long before we've seen an expanded universe for this character. Uh, we're doing Batgirl with Josh. That's something that's super exciting. Uh, you know, Matt Reeves is working on the Batman, but we have more land for the Bat family. Like, is it, that is an important part of this character and it needs to grow for the first time in a cinematic place and an experience. Obviously, we discussed Nightwing. Uh, but we don't have much to say about that yet because it's in early planning stages. So, yeah. Um, speaking of some of that stuff, let's talk uh, really lightly about uh, where Jeff Johns is at at the moment. And we did find out officially from him. Not much to say here, but uh, we know Johns has uh, Jeff Johns has officially started work on the Wonder Woman two script. Uh, he said uh, he he's pretty much in deep and has already been talking to Patty Jenkins about it. So. Uh, very, very excited as far as where he's at. But he said they've huddled a couple times, talked about story points. Uh, she's not officially signed on yet, more than likely she's going to, uh, or at least come on as far as a, a producer role, I would assume. But I would are, be very surprised uh, if she does not sign on to uh, Are we Are we sure about that? Because there was some confirmation that did come out late of Comic-Con today about Wonder Woman 2 being officially confirmed. Well, Wonder Woman 2 is officially confirmed, but not uh, – Patty hasn't signed any contracts yet. Okay. She's she's working on the script with Jeff, but if she's working on the script, my guess is she will have – she'll be a proponent somewhere. So Yeah. Uh, but they did say early stages, and they, they know their storylines. It sounds like, as we mentioned last week, uh, 80s is the big rumor, so big wait and see. Yep. Um, so I think uh, the only other big ones to talk about in this little bit is uh, David Ayer explained why Gotham City Sirens comes before Suicide Squad 2 for him. And he's like, it's a story about three fantastic women who are trying to find their way in the world and realize they have more power together than they do individually. He's like, I have daughters and I want to create something that might be able to get uh, be able to help them get along in the world a little bit. Uh, that's why this was such an important project for me. He's like, let's put a pin in things like uh, talking about you know, the looks and designs of characters until next Comic-Con, but don't worry, guys, uh, it's coming. So yeah. that's pretty much what he said. Uh, we also got to apparently uh, find out that uh, some footage for Aquaman did screen in Hall H. Uh, it's obviously not online for folks to see, but uh, I can read out to you guys really quickly as far as what was seen as this page reloads because it's stalled. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but the clip that was shown, if it would load for me, it's a very short sequ- uh, short sequence from the film uh, where two older men are on a fishing boat, then discovering an Atlantean ship. Uh, this is followed by a shot of the world of Atlantis, which has been shown in full. Then Arthur Curry holding a sword and talking to somebody off screen, uh, off screen preparing for a fight. Uh, and then uh, some uh, quick things were uh, shown with uh, Ocean Master's army and Black uh, Manta, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, aside from that, nothing much else. Uh, but uh, very excited to see when uh, this stuff starts to come out. But the film just started shooting, so I'm not surprised they didn't have a lot to show quite yet. Can we um, can we talk? We haven't done it yet. Can we talk a little bit about the trailer? Uh, we were about to get into it. I figured we'd okay. save that for last. Right. But uh, what we can do real quick is talk about the slate of DC films. 
Uh, well, as I've, far as we got what a little has more, been announced. We got a little more news on The Flash, too. Well, yeah, that's where I'm going to bring this up here. Gotcha. So. Sorry, didn't, didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so we do know as far as DC's slate of films that is now officially confirmed uh, is Shazam. Uh, we know is going to be the next film to shoot after Aquaman. Uh, there is the discussion of the director, which unfortunately I don't have in front of me. Um, maybe Ben can pull that up while I tear through this real quick. Uh, Suicide Squad 2, which has 100% been confirmed. The Batman, and they said with Affleck, uh, definitely confirmed. Justice League Dark is still on the board, guys. Uh, not been canceled. They're just looking again. New director, not a big shock. Uh, Backer with Joss Whedon. Uh, Green Lantern Corps. Uh, and we did get official confirmation today at San Diego Comic-Con and 100% confirmation from Warner Brothers, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, 100% confirmed to be the leads of this film. I am uh, super excited about that. And the big thing here is the Flash. And very specifically, what that Flash film is going to be. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Wonder Woman 2, which we just stated as well, but what, The Flash. What was the um, one you wanted me to look up the director on? Uh, Shazam. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Um, so, as far as The Flash is concerned, guys, this is kind of the bombshell of San Diego Comic-Con. Um, now, The Flash is not going to be just a Flash movie anymore. It is going to be Flashpoint. Um, and I will say my piece on this really quickly. <laughs> Go for it. Shazam! Uh, I know Ben may not be a fan of this, but let me give you guys my take real quick. Uh, and they did say currently still, Robert Zemeckis is still the front runner for this. Um, so. Well, wait a last, minute. I thought I had read that a director was already chosen. Um, I, not from what I, I'm seeing. Here. I just had it up a second ago. Oh, maybe there, there has been. So, um, the Flash film is, uh, last year lost its director, his, uh, his replacement, uh, lost its director of Seth Graham Smith due to creative differences, his replacement, Rick Fumiyawa. Yeah, which- Oh, quit several months, life. quit several months later. <laughs> Warner Brothers then hired Jacob Harrell to rewrite the entire script. Uh, oh yeah, no, um, uh, top choices. Okay, yeah, so he has not been, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it looks like Robert Demeckis, Robert Demeckis and Matthew Vaughn, who direct Kingsman, uh, are top mm -hmm. choices right now. Right. Sorry. Uh, so, Flashpoint. Uh, the reason I think this could work, um, this is not a reboot. <laughs> As Ben said, it's like, they're just rebooting the DCU <laughs> uh, when we were joking beforehand. Um, I know that's not what you actually think, but no, it's I think this is a really, really great way to introduce the character because everybody knows the origin story, which is Flash, which was basically an adaptation of Flash Rebirth, somewhat, um, which is that story where we got to see, you know, uh, the reverse Flash killed Barry's mother and frame Henry Allen and all that stuff. There's no reason to do that as a movie. We've already seen that in the TV show and play out through multiple seasons. Uh, a good way to show Barry's character is by doing Flashpoint. It gives you everything that you could want to see, a big bombastic storyline, and it shows the character becoming the Flash and having to become the Flash again. Um, but in addition to this, man... One of the greatest things you can now do in this film, you could have Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman, as Thomas Wayne as Batman in this film. And how amazing could that be on screen? Uh, it's uh, not it's not how amazing could that be? It's how amazing would that be? Mm -hmm. Because it would be amazing. There's no yes. question about it. So, again, uh, we, we just now know this is Flashpoint. So uh, I think this is a really, really, really smart call. 
what better way to say, hey, time travel exists, all these things about the Flash universe all in one shot. Just dive in headfirst and see what happens with it. Uh, Because I will say this, I like Ezra Miller's Flash already. And this is a great time to bring up the reasons why. Uh, Shall we talk Justice League trailer? Uh, Sure. Real quick, uh, just to confirm, uh, the Shazam film will be directed by David F. Sandberg, who was the director of Annabelle Creation, the most recent Annabelle movie. Uh, But the thing I'm reading about this, too, and I don't know if this is something you mentioned, and if you did, I apologize. Dwayne Johnson will not be attached as Black Adam in in the Shazam movie. Yes. That kind of sucks. Well, they said they're going to, they want to introduce the character of Billy Batson and show his character because, you know, uh, Black Adam is not his primary huge big bad. I'm sure they got to get into the Rock of Eternity, all this other stuff, uh, which I'm not surprised about. Go into the actual Wizard Shazam, all this crap. Uh, I would assume you're going to go that route. They'll do their Black Adam movie, uh, with The Rock. And then after that, I think we'll see these characters crossover. Okay. So. Um, Justice League trailer. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, I don't want that to make it sound like a bad thing. No, uh, it's, do, let's let's do a rating. That's usually what we do, um, uh, you know, on things that we've seen. And this is how we're going to be wrapping up the talk about San Diego Comic-Con anyway. So let's wrap it up with a rating. Let's do a 1 to 10, um, Sidekick Hero Legend. Ooh, uh, I'm going to give it a legend. I, I definitely am going to give it a legend. Um, this, uh, this made me excited. Yeah, I, I'm going a seven, which is a legend for me as well. Um, I will tell you one of my favorite things about this trailer, and you'll probably laugh, J.K. Simmons. I, yeah. dude, I loved seeing him as Commissioner Gordon. He looks I, good. He looks great as Commissioner Gordon. I, like, I, I it's weird because, like, I, I'm looking forward to Justice League now. For two main reasons. One, well, a couple of reasons, but two main. I want to see J.K. Simmons. I'm a big J.K. Simmons fan, so I want to see him as Commissioner Gordon. But I want to see this team without Superman. Um, because I'm, I, I, I've made it known. I'm not a fan of this version of Superman. I'm hoping we get a little bit of a reset button push when Superman does return, which I think we got a little bit of a teaser at the end of the trailer. Um, it wasn't the Superman in the black suit, which we had heard rumor of was at the end of the trailer. Uh, maybe they've since removed that since the word got out about it. Um, but I do think the person Alfred is talking to could potentially be Clark. Yeah. Um, so actually I want to clarify. So you're giving it a legend. I'm giving it a, I'm giving it a, a, oh, maybe eight is a, okay. So an eight, I'll I'll give it an eight. That's that's actually where I would probably fall. I legend, I'm probably an eight. So I also, you said seven, so I wasn't sure if you actually meant hero. Uh, No, I did. I did mean, I did mean legend. So I'm, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it um, an eight. Yes. But I will say, you know, we, last week we did read off um, some descriptions of the trailer and that was very much, most of it was this trailer. Uh, We even saw that little shot of, um, you know, Flash tipping that sword up to Wonder Woman in that sequence. Which like, was really cool. Yeah, um, but a lot of these little things that we, we did read out. So my guess is there's probably an international trailer. And my guess is you're right. I think they did cut that Superman sequence. Um, but I will say uh, there's a lot more humor in this uh, that, that works. Aquaman is, I think, going to be the breakout of this one, though. Uh, I really, really do. And I think it was really smart that they opened up with Wonder Woman. I don't know. Uh, I think, I think Ezra Miller could be a big breakout in this one too, only because of that scene with Commissioner Gordon on the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, when everybody disappears and he's like, oh, 
they they disappeared on you like that was kind of uh, rude kinda, yeah and then, then he does it too like the next second so like i think ezra miller could be another breakout of this one as well yeah i think so uh but yeah i mean this we we got a a nice couple of, like we got a great underwater shot finally of aquaman and it looked really good um like that the movement of it looked great we saw uh we saw a boom tube open up and Steppenwolf dropping down into Thamaskira. And I'll tell you, Steppenwolf looks awesome. He looks great. I didn't think I was going to like his character. He looks really imposing. Because what we saw from the deleted ending of or the deleted scenes of Batman v Superman, I wasn't crazy about it. But since they've kind of revamped it for this movie, he looks great. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually very much okay with it. He looks formidable. Uh Parademons up plenty in this in this trailer, um, but yeah, this uh, this looks good. This looks really good. I, I will say this though: there was a somebody's not sure exactly what we saw, but there is a sequence where you see Batman looking at a hologram, and you see this red cape, uh, and everybody's like he's looking at a hologram of Superman. And somebody pointed out something very interesting. Okay, I was wondering. I'm if, curious because uh, I thought it was a hologram of Superman as well. Well, that was hologram, but you see the cape move, and you see the boots, and then you see skin right above the boots, and everybody's like, "Are we seeing Supergirl here?" That uh, hmm, and everybody's kind of wondering: is, is are we getting more than just Superman maybe in this movie? So, but uh, not even just that. That's the, I mean, again, this is just wishful thinking. But we got a mention of the Lantern Corps. Yes, in this trailer. Which was fantastic. From Steppenwolf. It, yeah, it was like, there are no lanterns, you know, it, it's just, it just, ah, oh. <laughs> it, it just made me more and more excited. He's like, you have no Kryptonians, and he said Kryptonians, and he said, you have no lanterns, and I, I, I want to know what is going to happen in the this third act of this movie. Yeah. It feels like they're holding back some big things potentially here. Which I think is a good thing. Um, I think they learned they needed to after BBS. Yeah. So I, I want to go into this movie and be surprised. Um, you know, because a lot of what we saw come out of BBS, we kind of already knew from uh, from the trailer. So, I mean, I want to I want to go into this movie and be surprised. I, I've seen this trailer. My I only have one complaint about the trailer, and it's nitpicking. It really is, in that I love how the trailer opens with Wonder Woman, but the fight scene that we get with her, it feels like just a lot of repeat fight sequences from Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like with her sweeping the leg underneath and, and such. I I feel like it's just a lot of repeat fight sequences. Yeah, I think right now it is, but I think that could also be, though, um, they're in the process of reshooting some stuff, and I think maybe they don't have their best 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 material yet or best material is not edited or the effect shots are not done yet yeah. so um because it, it could just be her fighting style and we're because we see her very fast and fluid so there, she had a little bit of almost like a parkour in 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 her combat so um it could just be part of her repertoire so it's a wait and see yeah uh but i i think um I, I think I'm a little bit more excited for this movie than I thought I would be. I am now too, especially yeah. after that, especially after that trailer. Um, yeah. not more excited for ready than Ready Player One, but I'm excited. Yep. 
Well, it's late. Let's get out of here. Uh, it's already 10 minutes after 11. Uh, I, we, we had a long day. I was in the city all day. You and me met up for lunch in the city, which was fantastic. Yeah, so, which was uh, um, a good place. But uh, as our uh, recommendation earlier is uh, watch this trailer, watch those trailers and the sizzle reels. But most importantly, rewatch the Ready Player One trailer over and over and over again. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as soon as we're done recording. All right, so cheap plugs, and let's get out of here. <laughs> sure. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, um, I can be found on the Showcast Spotlight podcast, also here on the Next Level Podcast Network. Uh, nextlevelradioonline.com is where you can find all of our podcasts, uh, including some new upcoming ones that are going to be joining the network relatively soon in the next couple weeks. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nextlevelradioonline, at nxtlevelradio on Facebook and Instagram, and of course, our Facebook page for DC Primetime, which is Facebook dot com slash dc primetime and for me you can always also find me at next level radio online.com through the captain crew cast of pods uh we will have a new episode probably coming soon uh i still need to do some casting and hash out some details but we'll probably have that information for you next week uh aside from that make sure you head over to our good friend george shaw's page uh we thank him each and every week for the music that you get to hear and that's george shaw music.com next week guys last major annual and we still have to do some uh, gotham cleanup too but uh arrow uh season five yes so. i'm looking forward to it i'm, I'm definitely <laughs> looking too. forward to talking about it but yeah we got arrow season five next week uh the week after that i think we talked about i think we're just going to play the the john barrowman panel uh from heroes and villains atlanta back in november kind of like as a send-off to john because we know he's leaving the arrowverse um uh, for good, he's not going to be returning to it. So it's a little bit of a send-off. Plus, his panels are absolutely fucking hysterical. Uh, we're going to be talking, as as Rob mentioned, to the back end of Gotham. And we're going to be having Shad on at some point, I believe, towards the end of August, uh, hosting his show, in which we're going to be his co-hosts. Yeah, and uh, I think after that... Uh, Silver Age. Got, I think a, a Silver Age Spectacular, maybe, potentially, might do a Golden Age one in there, too. So it's a wait and see. We've got lots that we can pull from. So. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to pump, post and comment on the Facebook page. We want to hear what you're most excited about that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we know a lot of you are just as excited about as we are for Ready Player One. But tell us, let us know, what show are you most excited to see return out of the DC Universe? What are you excited to see out of the DCEU? What other stuff? Uh, whether it be Westworld or Walking Dead, let us know. Uh, but until next week for the Arrow, uh, for the Arrow annual, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace.